right, we're back on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Our man, Leroy Horde, uh, before we get to the burning question of should they keep or trade Kareem Hunt, what does your shirt say, Kareem? Uh, Adam know. saw it but couldn't read it. What does that say? I'd agree uh, it says, I'd agree with you, but then we'd both be wrong. <laughs> I need that shirt. Where do, we, where do I get that shirt? That is a great shirt. Where do I get that? I don't remember where I got it. <laughs> I, need, I need that shirt. That's my whole life. That motto. is your whole life. That oh is, and it's God. a good shirt. I, I okay. can't remember what I ate yesterday, and this dude is asking me, where did I get this shirt? <laughs> <laughs> mm, I need to know. Hey, uh, we missed you. I want to first tell you that your uh, your first appearance here was a huge success. Um, Cleveland fans still love you to death, which I never had any doubt of. Um, so it's great to see you again. But what do you think about this Kareem Hunt talk? Is he expendable? Is he a guy that you have to keep? Where do you where do you fall on this? I think this. I don't care who you have playing quarterback. I don't care who you have at wide receiver. This team is built on running the football. And if you can't do that, this team will not be successful in December. Period. End of story. Now, all the weapons just make that portion of this team that much more important. So it makes Deshaun Watson's play action unbelievable. It makes the route running of the receivers, and Amari Cooper is an excellent route runner. Not just good, excellent route runner who will create separation. Okay? It gives all those guys one additional step to operate if you can run the football. Um, the success of this team in the last couple of years has been because you had that two-headed monster running the football, and when... Uh, Chubb was out. You didn't miss a beat. So I would always caution anyone to move away from that because I don't care what position, you're not going to be able to bring in something that's going to make that much of an impact as Kareem Hunt does on the team, even if it's at another position. So you're firmly in keep them. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's, that makes yes. sense. I, I agree yes. with that. I agree with a lot of what you just said, Leroy. But and then I start thinking about like the Rams won it all and their running back was hurt. I think about Kansas City has not had a running game. The Bills have not had a running game. Do you don't think that an explosive wide receiver is more important than a running back in today's football? Well, I mean, yeah, I just heard you guys talk about not using the tight end. <laughs> but, but I'm gonna tell you like this: If you don't want to ever use your tight end, don't have a running game. Because you can say what you want about Kansas City, uh, dude is a wide receiver, just a fat one. He ain't a tight end. <laughs> See what I'm saying? His numbers certainly look like a wide receiver, right? Like so, so yeah, he's a tight end. He's gonna go to the Pro Bowl as a tight end, and he's gonna have all his catches as a tight end. But he always in the slot or running routes, giving the appearance that he's a tight end. They ain't in there. They ain't guarding him to 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 see how it, what his blocking scheme is. They dropping back to cover it. So you you just gave a bunch of money to Njoku, who is also a thick wide receiver. Okay, <laughs> let's not be fooled. It, 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 look. It is what it is. What'd you think of that? What'd you think of that? Yeah, did they give him too much I don't money. understand why they paid him that much. Um, because you, you have to find a way to affect every level of the football field, right? And and I think Njoku can do an excellent job of man in the middle of the field. 
And and if you can put pressure on each level of the field, what it does is it makes the defense cover every level of the field. The thing with, with Jarvis Landry was if you didn't have a, a, a deep threat, it shrunk the football field. It made every throw tighter. So if you have somebody that can stretch the field, it actually opens up all levels of the secondary. And that's, that's why point. you need a speed guy. You need a guy to control the middle of the field. And you need your guy who you can depend on. And I think that's who Amari Cooper will be. Is that a guy who you you know he's going to be where he's supposed to be. He's going to run a great route. You can almost close your eyes and throw it to a spot. He's going to be there. What you think so, of your... Hmm? Leroy, what do you think? Get back to running back for a minute. Because we were part of the conversation with Kareem Hunt was, you know, and you talked about it when Chubb got <laughs> hurt. Dearness Johnson got his opportunity and he thrived. He played great. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Like, I, I mean, he could probably start for some teams. He certainly would be a number two on almost any team in the NFL. What did What did you think of him as a running back yourself? What did you think of him when you saw him get his opportunity last year? Oh, no, he, he absolutely uh, did the job of coming in and, and, and filling in the role and, and, and taking care of business. If the team feels strongly about him, then you can move on from Kareem Hunt, okay? But you have to be, you know, when you start making moves, and, 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 and let's, let's be clear, we all don't think that the Cleveland Browns are that far off, okay? Yeah, and, and, and you can now make moves to be perfect, and you end up hurting yourself. So I don't want to make a move with something I know I have to get something I hope I have. Great point. You know, and, and, and so from that standpoint, although yes, he came in and he balled. Let let let's be clear, he can run he can run the football. But can you depend on him like you can Kareem Hunt? Because because if Chubb gets hurt and you got Kareem Hunt, all systems go. If if the Browns feel and and I and I'll say this from standpoint of, I don't know the day to day. I just we just see him on Sunday. But if the Browns feel comfortable with that, that's kind of how you how you continue to have success as an organization is that when guys get to where they're going to start making real money and you have a younger guy, you can let that guy go. But if they're not sure, I wouldn't make the move. Yeah, and you don't know. It's one thing to do it once. It's another thing to do it yeah, not... week in and week because Leroy, Great as point. you know, when you're playing that position – it's like you're in a car accident every Sunday. How will your body hold up when you're called on to be the guy for five weeks in a row, seven yeah. weeks in a row, ten weeks in a yeah. row? And we just don't know that. I got no interest in getting rid of Hunter. Right you, now. you know, no, you know, know, Leroy. I want to drill down on this. You said something earlier really sparked my interest. Tyvis said, you know, what the way they throw on the football around nowadays is usually the quarterbacks and the receivers. It's about seventy-five percent of myself that that agrees with that. But there's another mm-hmm. 25 that I believe that you can win it a different way. I think that the Cleveland Browns, the way they build up front, the way they got the offensive mm-hmm. line and the Maulers, I literally think even if they get Deshaun Watson, if they choose to go back to the way they operated under Baker Mayfield with Deshaun Watson in the run game, I think that they would be one of the most dominant teams and a team that can win in a different way by, by, by putting the run game first. Do you think a team can win a Super Bowl that way? In most cases, you most definitely can't because 
Here's what running the football does. Running the football means you dominate the line of scrimmage. If you do that offensively and defensively, I don't care who you got. Yeah, you're going to win. Behind you, you're going to win. And there is nothing that says, I am dominating you other than Nick Chubb down your throat. Nothing. You could do Look, you can say whatever you want about the other team. But when Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt got it going, there ain't nothing that's stopping that team offensively. Now, add a different dynamic to it. Now you're going to add a quarterback, a legitimate quarterback, a top five quarterback. You're going to add a receiver that is, I would say, just as dependable as Jarvis Landry was. Mm-hmm. Just uh, in different parts of the field. And and you go from that standpoint, but it's always going to start. Because guess what? See, everybody thinks running the ball is for September and October when all the grass is green and, and everybody out there and they little, the women got the bikinis on <laughs> at the football game and the guys got the little cutoff shirts and everybody drinking beer and happy in the sun. The running game ain't for that. Mm-hmm. Especially in the AFC North. It's for December. It's for January. When you got to go and it's 15 to 20 degrees. When it's snowing. When the field is wet and muddy. You got to have something you can hang your hat on. You have Leroy, to. Leroy, is it the saying the running game travels? Yep. Look. Take it wherever you, know you go. <laughs> defense, defense and running game can play on the, on the moon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but right? like, that passing game might not be able to operate. If it's talk about it, wait a second. Wait a second. Talk wet. about it. Wait a second. I love Leroy and I love the running game. Nick Chubb's my favorite player. He was preaching. But let's not get crazy here. He was preaching. They paid Deshaun Watson two hundred sixty nope. million dollars. Guess, guess what? The ball. Guess what? Yeah. Can guess run, what? Yeah. See, here's where you're off on that. Okay, tell me. You think that I'm saying run the ball instead of throwing the ball? Right. I'm saying run the ball first to make the passing game more effective. Yeah, right. So you, you get right. the Pass most the out of the receivers uh, and the quarterback. But if you just drop back and throw the ball, you're going to be – he's going to get sacked a lot. Those defensive linemen that don't have to worry about the run game and they can just pin their ears back and rush the passer, we've seen that show. It's terrible. We have. It's a great clarification. I'm glad Leroy clarified that because that makes a lot of sense. Well, it's established the run. I'm not, saying, that ball I'm not saying not to throw the ball. Of course. Yeah, you, you have to establish the run. By the, the way, run. if you go back to last year and see when the Bengals who got to the Super Bowl, their offense took – Joe Burrow's great. Fantastic player. But if you really followed them carefully, when their offense started to really click and take off, it's when they the led the game. way with Mixon – and he opened things up yeah. for the passing game. Sure. That's when their yeah. offense clicked. The Browns have that. And because – but what the Browns have had the last couple of years is an elite running game and a mediocre running, uh, mediocre quarterback. Now they got an elite running game and an elite quarterback, making them even more deadly. And to your point, Leroy, I, I get what you're saying. And now in the fourth quarter, they can be dangerous with Nick Chubb, who's the best fourth quarter running back in the league, and dangerous – Dangerous Watson, who is not only a great passer, 
but also a great runner of the football, making them even more dangerous. Here's what Henry's pretty good in the fourth quarter too. But <laughs> yeah, but but the sh- uh, Nick Chubb's numbers in the fourth quarter are the best. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I'd, I'd have to look he, side by well, side. Henry punishes yeah, people dude. in the fourth quarter. Stats it, department's on it. It's because stats are on, on it. it. Get on it. Let me know. That's a big body to tackle. Here, in the fourth here's quarter. what happens though. Here, here's what happens. Coaches, you know, like all human beings, like new toys, <laughs> right? <laughs> Like you, you said, woohoo, this Sean Watson. <laughs> Whoa, we gonna make this work. We gonna justify it. We gonna justify it. We gonna just be Air Coriel. <laughs> right? <laughs> but you forget where your bread is buttered. Don't forget. Don't forget. Deshaun Watson will have a better season if the running game is still. Um, impactful because that's the way it works when you look at all these quarterbacks look you can look at all these quarterbacks that threw for 4,000 5,000 yards and and look at all that you can go to about four or five moments in their season where they had to run the ball either in the game or win the game and they had no running game and they lost that's what's been plaguing Aaron Rodgers for all these years, and nobody wants to admit it. They want to say, oh, you know what? Aaron Rodgers, he falls up at the end of these games in in championships and stuff like that. You know why? Because after that defense (laughs) played 57 or 58 minutes and realized they ain't got to worry about the run game, they coming after it. So And Watson's never had a running game. And Watson's never had a running game. When he won the Super Bowl, he had a running game. No, I'm saying in no, Houston, he Watson, never had. Not Rodgers. Oh, yeah. I'm saying Watson's never had a good. In Houston, he never. Who's nope. his best and pass? guess what? And nobody. And guess what? Duke Johnson. Oh, oh, he, threw, oh, he threw for 5,000 yards, and they were 4 and 12. Hold on, Leroy, because I got to pause you on that yeah. When they lost, when the Green Bay Packers lost in the playoffs two years ago, they lost because Aaron Rodgers yeah, decided and, not to scramble. The last couple of years, they had better No, he, he did. He did. Aaron Roy, Jones is a good player. Because I the only one. That looked at the TV and saw the end zone it's and saw Aaron Rodgers running and then he stopped and I was like, that, what? Yeah. what? Yeah. And, yeah, that, and, and that's here's all, the worst that's part him. about it. Here's the worst part about it. I love the way we pick and choose who gets the pass. Right? <laughs> because Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers had the end zone in front of him. Facts. And they said, they didn't give him any help. That's why he can't win. I'm like, really? And if that was Baker Mayfield, because guess what? If I forget who it was, it uh, Peoples Jones that uh, stuck the ball out and hit the uh, pylon. No, that was Higgins. Yeah, Higgins. 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 If he scores there and you facing Chad Henney to finish that game, we have a whole different outlook on Baker Mayfield. You aren't kidding. Well, thank God that didn't happen. Like, Think about that. Here, I'll give wow. you one more. I'll give you We'd one more. We'd be stuck with Baker. Because I, I love the, the, how people pick and choose, and it drives mm. me crazy. Yeah. But how great of a coach is Bill Parcells if Scott Norwood makes a kick? Yeah, no, exactly. He's Brian Billick. He's <laughs> Brian Billick. Yeah, well, wow. I mean. <laughs> or Marlon oh, Levy. Really? I'm just saying. that that That's the reality of it is that. We pick and choose what well, those Leroy, moments mean. To that point, 
The Browns last year finished 8-9. and nine, We're in the playoff chase until the very last game. They beat yep. the Super Bowl champion representative from the AFC at their place, 41-14. to 14. The quarterback mm -hmm. just broke that long playoff drought, played all year yep. injured, and I'm not using that as an excuse, but it's still a fact. You can't take that out of the equation, and we just ran him out of town. <laughs> yep, because it's, we're smart. It's like, you, we smart. You know no, the smartest thing the Browns perhaps have. Perhaps because you're fickle. No, no, because you're buckled. Listen, the only, thing, the only thing I had with Baker is that the game winning drive thing. Anytime we had to have it, at never the end came of the game, through with a big spot. Can't ignore that. And, and that's the only problem. Right. Outside Batting of that, balls. I have no problem with them. Yeah. But, but here's the deal. He had little man syndrome. Well, let's be honest. <laughs> let, me, let me ask you this. Yeah. Would you feel different about Baker Mayfield if he didn't play last year? You'd be looking forward to Baker Mayfield next year. Yeah, sure right? you would. I would. Sure you would. So, he's so off of he hurt himself. It don't matter. He, he hurt himself by playing football. No and question. It's yeah, but, absolutely. But and I try end, to avoid that. But Leroy, in the end, Deshaun Watson's a great player. Baker's an average player. So I don't, I don't care about. It. You're right, um, but I don't care about. You know anything. what? Yeah. I, I at no point in time have I said. The yeah. Cleveland Browns didn't upgrade. No, I know. To show right. I know. The question was, did they need you to? Have a chance, anytime you to. have a chance to upgrade your team, yeah. you do it. That's right. Now, it's unfortunate, but guess what? Some kind of way, woe is me is getting $19 million. Yeah, you're right. So, I'm going to have a hard time feeling sorry because I know when I was no longer playing and they didn't want me to play for them, they cut me. I got zero. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna have a hard time feeling sorry for a guy, Leroy, even though his situation is unfortunate. That we don't want you to play for yeah. us anymore, but we still go give you 19 million. <laughs> Nobody, nobody's Leroy feeling sorry for Baker Mayfield. I mean, if what they about, are, what about Deshaun? Deshaun, we gonna pay you 20 million. Just don't show up. <laughs> That's true. Last year. I had to limp and crawl into the facility. <laughs> Real life problems. Just to get my regular old everyday check. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Leroy. We, we, I wanted to point one thing out. The oh, video that we rolled God. in over the last couple of minutes, that's fresh video from today. Um, I, uh -huh. I want to, and, and by the way, I want to throw our Twitter handle out there. I want to do that more often. It's at ULT Alt Clee Sports. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, send us messages, do it that way. But when you look at this fresh video in, we started the program today by talking about the new accuser. Now there's 23 women. And we talked about, yep. does that change things for you? And we also played a little role play. If you're Deshaun Watson, you do what today? Because they have OTAs today. He'll have an opportunity to step in front of a camera if he wants to. What do you make of the 23rd accuser? Does it change anything for you? And what would you do if you're Deshaun Watson today, if anything? If I'm Deshaun Watson, I don't say nothing. Nothing. Like, yes. it's, it's, it's the other lawyer's job and responsibility to all the other women to try to put Deshaun Watson in a position to settle. So he's going to try to get as many women as possible. Right? Yeah. Sure. I don't know. The guy, but here's what I do. As an adult, as grown folk, Right? <laughs> I separate the art from the artist. Okay? Right. And we have a tendency not to do that. I can enjoy Deshaun Watson's work, but I don't know Deshaun Watson to be Facts. sitting here passing judgment on accusations. Okay? And as a black man, I'm going to just keep it real. 
Keep it real. As a black man, you always looking for the benefit of it's an accusation and not a charge. So I'm not going to be the guy to pass judgment on a situation that is not finished, that is not done with, and I don't know any of the parties involved, including Deshaun Watson. I know TV Deshaun Watson. I like me some TV Deshaun Watson. <laughs> I don't know the Deshaun Watson hanging out in the club, or I don't know the Deshaun Watson going to get something to eat. I don't know him. So I'm going to be a grown folk and say, I can enjoy Deshaun Watson, the football player, and if he's done something questionable, not like that portion of it. Because guess what? That's life. That's like you think you think in all the years I played football, I didn't come across some unsavory characters. <laughs> Goodness, <laughs> what are we doing? Every walk of life. And, you know, and you know, Leroy, I think I'm glad you said that. I think everybody thinks that that if you're an athlete, that you eat birthday cake with everybody. You're at everybody's houses. You buddy buddy with people. You hang out. You know them. Like raising their kids. I don't know everybody on my team. I don't, I don't and know guess them. What? I'll tell you one even better. I've been in fist fights with guys on the team. <laughs> and I say, dude, if I see you on the street, we don't know each other. <laughs> but, but if he scored a touchdown, I'm gonna be the first one there. Facts. I say, don't get it twisted. I still don't like you, but you're my teammate. That's called being a professional. <laughs> that's, right? that's true. Why can't we do that? Yeah. We all want a picture. Everybody, look, everybody look for an opportunity to stand on their soapbox. Oh, I'm so much better than this guy. So no, you're true. not. You just ain't been caught up in that situation. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Whole so, lot of virtue look, signaling going I'm, on right now. Hey, I'm a grown folk. I'm gonna do grown folk things. I'm uh, as a black man, I understand, you know, what an accusation is, but I don't have to like Deshaun Watson, the individual, but I need to love Deshaun Watson, the quarterback. When those two things start affecting one another, then we got a problem. So if all the off field stuff affecting how you play quarterback, now we need to have a conversation. Mm. So, Leroy, let's take this to a broader question. Um, mm-hmm. Charles Barkley once famously said, I am not a role model. <laughs> and yep. I know you're saying separate the artist from the art. But you yep. also have to remember, there are a lot of 13, 14, 15, 16-year-old boys and girls that are yep. watching the Cleveland Browns. And you know that there tends to be a lot of idolatry. They look at these people like they're more than just football players. What? Where did you fall on on Charles Barkley's "I am not a role model"? Because I know a lot of athletes uh, said, "Whether you want to be or not, you are, so you better embrace it." And then a lot of other athletes said, "I didn't ask to raise your kids. You be your kids' role model. I can be his football hero. You be his role model." Where are you on that? I, I live my life. I try to be a good person. I try to be a stand-up guy, right? But but I'm human. I'm going to have situations like everybody else. If anybody thinks that real life don't strike. Just, wait, just because you're a football player don't mean you don't fall into the statistics of life. Okay? And so instead of going at the athlete, how about you talk to your kid and use it as a teacher moment? Mm, right? Well said. Anytime my kids see something on TV, right, and they come ask me about it, I try to talk them through it. 
to explain to him what is good about that and what's bad about it. I'm not trying to, I'm not going all of a sudden blame a situation I see on TV for the reason why my kid acting up. Right? right. That is your job. Now, yep. if he if he should happen to look at an athlete and say, I want to be like that guy, right? Then the parent gotta walk him through the, the, the things that you can, you know, be like that guy and the things that you need to stay away from. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't understand. I'm not look, if somebody looks at me and say, Hey, I wanna do do it the way he did it, that's fine. But I'm not doing it because kids are watching. I'm doing it because that's who I am. And if it should inspire somebody to play the same way or work the same way, then then that's good too. Yeah. But but I don't think it's necessarily my responsibility to go out because look, we all come from different backgrounds, right? People have been through some stuff in their life, and they finally get to this point. I'm not going to then penalize them for not picking it up quick enough to be a professional. There were people that had patience with me. So I'm, you know, going to look at a 22-year-old or 23-year-old and think that. Like, man, what, what were we doing when we were 22, 23 years old? Hell, when I was 22, 23... I ended up doing three days in jail for a speeding ticket. I was going to ask you, you to tell what? that story. Oh, tell, tell that to Leroy, so, tell the whole story because right. it is, so, it's unbelievable. How could you be responsible and an idiot at the same time by Leroy? <laughs> <laughs> no, guys, this is a great story. My rookie year, my rookie year, I got a 300Z turbo and... You know, the weather was about to change. So I knew I had to get my action in this nice little car soon before that snow hit. Mm. And you know, them roads get all crazy. So I set my alarm for one in the morning, just a regular night. And I took that 300Z on 71. (laughs) And I was going and I gunned it and I was going. I was like, boy, this is great. I I felt like I was in NASCAR or something, right? So I look in my rearview mirror, and I see some lights. I say, oh, snap, something must be going down. Let me pull over and let them pass. (laughs) No, you, bro. You were going down. (laughs) They was coming after me. I didn't know. (laughs) So they pulled around me like, Four or five cop cars pulled around me. Get out of the car. I'm like, uh oh. Uh oh. I could have just got off the highway and been done. But I stopped thinking I'm Uh, being responsible. mm. So they pull over. One guy gets off. He said, Do you know how fast you were going? I say, "Uh, No, officer. I had both eyes on the road. (laughs) Which a couple of the cops found funny, but he didn't. I got a ticket. I had to go to mayor's court. The mayor, like, it's a long line. It's weird how it works. Mayor's court, you just line up. They just shoot you through. So the guy before me, he had, like, his fifth DUI. He go to jail for the weekend, like, county lockup for the weekend, didn't go to work. I'm like, oh, okay. So he didn't have his third DUI 
He just got a for a year. He got to go to jail on the weekend. I'm like, oh, I'm good. I go up there. He said, uh, the mayor. I don't even remember who it was. I can give you ten days. I'm like, ten days. For the speed? dude just had his 17 DUI. He just go to to club <laughs> mad for the weekend. <laughs> he said, three days for being a smart ass. <laughs> so, so, at, I'm the look after. We played Cincinnati in a three and thirteen season. When everybody wanted to get up out of there, I had to go prepare for lockup for three days. Oh man! And I stayed in the uh, the little the little county lockup for three days, and that was it. So when people ask me, "You ever been to jail?" I say, "Yeah, I did a stint." <laughs> How fast were you going? They got papers up. And, and, and wait, here's the worst part. Yeah. There was a hundred cameras outside the jail when I went in. And I'm like, for a speeding ticket? Get in life. <laughs> and you know go, how the media works. Wait, but how fast were you right, going? Go, do you, you know? You, sir, you, are you being, you say, uh, you, you know, what are you doing? I say, I'm being 23. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I thought I was, I was being responsible. Mm. I wasn't drunk. I hadn't been drinking. I set the alarm for one in the morning. Hopefully there was no traffic. I said, can I be, can I be any more responsible while doing something illegal? <laughs> I know. See, when he first told me, that, the first time he told me the story, he said that he set his alarm clock at 1 a.m. because he wanted to make sure that the highway was empty. Right. He didn't want to put himself at right. any more risk than he needed right. to or any other drivers. Right. But how so, fast, Leroy? Do you know, did you ever know how fast you were going or you really didn't know? Go ahead. It was well over 100. <laughs> Yeah, let's just say, yeah. Um, my last thought before I saw the little blue lights was I might be able to get this to the red line. Oh, 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 oh man, man. It was, look, I, I'm not proud. Look, I'm not proud of that moment, but I was being 23. I think you should be proud of that moment. That's cool that you almost hit the red line. Real, I, I once did 100 in a radio station van 20 years ago. So that was, and that was during the day. That was much less responsible hey, than you. Did, did you, did you, did you get three days in jail? No, I didn't. I didn't get busted. Didn't. The thing about it is when you, when you are an athlete, everybody feels they, they have to uh, use you as an example. Mm, yeah, right. That's right. And, and I'm like, I'm sorry, but like, Okay, eventually I'll grow up. How, look, how old you are don't determine how grown you are. Man, isn't that true? I know true. a bunch of 50-year-old kids. But for some reason, when you play a sport, you all of a sudden, all of a sudden supposed to be grown and responsible. Like, yeah. tough. I, I don't it's tough. So it's tough. I, and you're given a lot of money and a lot of yeah. free time. And you're 23 years right. old. What the but, hell do they think is going to happen? By the way, guys, there's something egregious that was in that Deshaun Watson video of the action from today that none of you have brought up. The hat. He's got a pom-pom on his hat. I know he does. Chris Voigt. I know. What's with the pom-pom? It's 90 degrees out there, and he's he's wearing a pom-pom hat. He's wearing a a, a winter hat. He's first practice, too, by the way. All right, it's cool, but it wasn't 90 for the first practice. They don't get it. They don't get it. Explain it. It's about fashion. It's a young It's a young Y'all are ages. I don't care about the hat. I'm talking about the pom-pom. Yeah, that's exactly what Pom-pom is cool? Yeah, it's been like. How do I not know this? It's been for like the past. You notice. Six years. There's two guys now. that have a full head of hair. <laughs>
<laughs> That's true. Right. Well, I don't know about a full yeah. head. I'm, I'm balding on top. Hey, it's know. 90 degrees. I'm hey, not wearing that hat. The young, the young boys out there. That's that young. You ain't young. Uh, the young, the young boys out there moving like that. I don't got a pom pom hat in here. Pom pom. I wore a pom pom hat when I was eight. I got a pom pom uh, guardians hat. Yeah. I wore it this winter. Wait, so you pom pom hat? Yeah. If that's what you want to call it, I call, I call it a beanie. Yeah. Yeah. Leroy, <laughs> Leroy, do guys from Michigan wear that kind of hat? Uh, yeah, and when it's cold. <laughs> Tom Brady like, wears one all the time. I bet you he wouldn't try that down here. <laughs> yeah, probably we'd not. Not Miami. Them, we'd be pumping him full of Pedialyte and electrolytes. <laughs> well, it, hey, listen, it's 90 it's degrees here, here and humid today. It's hot. Well, are you going to stick oh, with us really? to top five? You want to do that? I love today's top five yeah. list. McNuggets will screw it up, but I love yeah, I love the subject matter. <laughs> no of today's chance top he five. gets this right. No, no this one was tough. There's a couple caveats, but first we have to talk about our favorite insurance provider. The Ultimate oh, Five is right. sponsored by Roundstone Insurance. Roundstone offers a better alternative for affordable quality health care for more than a decade. Roundstone Insurance has been saving small and mid-sized businesses money, an average of up to 20%. Contact us today to learn how you can get great health care benefits that your employees will love and save money too. <laughs> Shout out to Roundstone. And first and foremost, guys, a couple round caveats stone, here. Roundstone. Roundstone. Yeah, let's cheer it up. Roundstone. Let's get a little Roundstone chant. Yeah, Roundstone, baby. Roundstone. We love us some Roundstone. All right, here are the caveats. None of us are included. Okay. Leroy would be on the list. Jay would be on the list. Of so not. none of us are included. Right. Second caveat. One person per sport. Mm. We'll do individualized lists. Best football guys, best basketball, baseball. But this was one per sport. All right. And it's former athletes turned broadcasters. Now, are you asking – like the best broadcaster then or the combo like star athlete star no broadcaster. nothing to do with how good they were as a player right yes yeah, some are really good players some okay. didn't have great careers these are athletes who turn broadcasters based and, now on their broadcast and is it is it all kinds of broadcasting or only doing games it's a mix okay go mix. ahead like i said this there's so many alleys this could go but yes let's start with number five here steve pulled up sir nick faldo oh he is tremendous. first and foremost yeah he's been knighted yeah, Not many people can say that. He is right. Sir Nick Faldo. He's been CBS and Golf Channel's lead analyst golf. since 2000. I do, and he's tremendous. Yeah, he's right. as good as it gets. Okay. He golf. brings the audience he into is. golfers' little... minds better than everyone else. Go ahead, Leroy. What he do you think? He has that English arrogance about him, right? <laughs> yeah, he does. You know what I mean. No, I know. It does. Like, it, you, I like, thought all golfers were arrogant. Like, isn't that just part no, of the sport? No, no, no. But English, like, like if you remember Colin Montgomery – they all have that, like, it's not that they're arrogant. It's just the way that they say things. You know what? It's the same thing. That. Someone from the South, you know, the, with, with, with a strong Southern accent, people are like, oh, you know, he's an idiot. No, right. it's just his well, dialect. I, had, I got that when I first went to Michigan. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because you came up there from the South. Yeah, the real South. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, by the way, there's two levels. There's the South, and then there's the real South. And it is real. You're from New Orleans, yeah. right? Yep. New Orleans. Yep. Right. Um, I would say I'm. I was a bigger fan of Johnny Miller. Oh, I love Johnny because Miller because I like the way I like the way Johnny Miller would throw himself under the bus too. Nick yeah, Faldo jo would never do that. No, Nick's too uh, buttoned up and proper. Johnny yeah, Miller right. is great. Johnny Miller right. was tremendous. I can't believe Johnny Miller would say, hey, if I could putt like that, I'd still be playing. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, he he throw stuff out there like that. So You're right. Uh, a lot of people didn't like Johnny Miller, but I was a, a, a Johnny Miller fan because I always, mm. um, 
I'm always real fond of of uh, analysts that can also acknowledge what they did in the sport. Mm. You know what? He was you know, real. You have too many. He was yeah, real. You have too many former players that analyze sports that act like they never did it, oh and that gosh. is so easy. Yeah, right. right. Why you is see that? what I'm saying? I don't. And, and because <laughs> because I think you know what I think I think that. The one thing, if you play, I think people want to understand the difficulty of what's going on. Yeah. Right? Not what the guy did wrong, but more like why he did it wrong. Sure. You, you see what I mean? Yep. And and a lot of times, they're quick to point out what the guy should have did differently, knowing that there ain't no way in hell they could have ever did it. Right. I always have a problem with that. Mm. Faldo did win six majors, though. No, I know. No, no, no. I'm not talking about he's Faldo. He's not talking about Faldo like, specifically, you, you but others. He knows what he's yeah. talking about. But I'm saying, when you get start talking about football, <laughs> and you have guys, them fringe guys that all of a sudden are, you know, analysts, and you hear them talking about players and stuff, and I'm like, wow, dude. Man. Right. Are we calling you, out Dan Orlovsky here? Is that who we're calling out? <laughs> Dan Orlovsky. Hey, you know what I'd say to Dan? Every time I talk to Dan, I say, man, I'm having a hard time believing you. You didn't even know how long the football field was. <laughs> I'm going to have a conversation. <laughs> he, you know, he, he's, the, he's the guy known for going out of the back of the end zone that's and true. not knowing. Yeah, not knowing what he just did. <laughs> All right, yeah. that's number four. Uh, number okay, four, exactly. college basketball. Jay Billis. He tears the NCAA to shreds, which I appreciate Love him that. taking a yep. stand and going against the institution yep. he covers. Yep. He's yep. also been like nominated him. twice for Best Studio Analyst by the Emmys, 1,000-point like score in college, and he's been the lead ESPN studio analyst on college basketball since 1995, and he's tall. That got to count for something. He is tall. He's a, and is so really smart. He's a, he's a lawyer in his day job. He's awesome. Yep. So big, big fan. He's, he's brilliant, and he's yeah. so good at what good he does. Good choice for college. Yeah, that is I good like one. that one. Yeah. I like that on the list. Yep. You, you down, Leroy? You think that's that's worth yep. it? Yep, I'm, I'm good with that. All right, good. What's number three? Moving on. Tony Romo. Ah. 14-year NFL career. Ah. Listen, he got hired by CBS, hey. immediately promoted to their number one spot, bumped everyone else on the roster. Phil Sims, down. see ya. Phil Sims, it. back to the studio, Listen. Phil. Back to the studio. And he just got $17 million a year, Sir. which is the yep. highest paid TV analyst in football history. No, not, no. Not anymore, but Until at the time Tom Brady starts. But that doesn't well, make him good. But I, no, but he is good. I yeah. think he does a great job. I do, too. Like when, when you look at it, he'd be the one that'd be like, they're going to run this, this, and that. And they're going to run that. Like that's, that's how he made his money. That is right like there. A, I every feel time. like he comes into games not prepared enough. Like he's he not your traditional no, color guy. I, I he's not your traditional color guy. He doesn't know the guy. rules. Like he knows, basic rules. But he knows the game, Bull. He does. He knows today's personnel. He every quarterback. He knows I mean, tendencies. Play, Leroy, what are you doing? Hold on. Here's what I want from my analysts, right? I want the football perspective, and I want to get an idea or maybe learn something that I didn't know about what's going on. Make me smarter. And, and Tony Romo does that. He yep. gives an excellent explanation of what's going on, what could happen, or whatever. Him, him, you know, being a prognosticator is just a bonus. But having him break it down, um, another guy you got to consider, and and he's been doing it for a while, is Chris Collinsworth. It's tremendous. I like, also, I like him. He's got a closet like, full of uh, Emmys also, for what he does. Very, very knowledgeable. Um, you you learn, you know, I like watching games and 
and there's things I can pick up. You know, I can pretty much tell you what's going on during a football game and break down a play and do all that stuff. But you like to hear other guys' perspective from other parts of the field, you know. And so Chris Collinsworth was a wide receiver, so he does a lot of stuff with tying the pass rush with the secondary, you know, and how yeah. they pick up the different levels. And, and so I like I like watching that. Um, but for the most part, um, those two guys, there's some other guys. I would tell you who would be really good at it, but he doesn't want to be overcritical is Peyton Manning. Well, you, you bring yeah. him up. He, yeah. He's number one on my list. He, he, he is. did not he, get the nod just, for football on my list. He's number one on my list. The, the, the Peyton Manning, the Manning cast on Monday nights is the greatest, innovate, the, the most innovative thing on sports television yep. since the first downline and, and watching football games. They've, they've yes. changed how you watch a big Monday night football game. But because I, here's the deal. Go ahead. He, he, he's not tied to any. That was he's huge. not tied yeah. to anything, and he doesn't have to do it a certain way. Him right. and his brother can just sit there and just. That's go what at makes it. it so good. And, He'll right, say something exactly. sucks if he thinks it sucks. He's not afraid to do right. it. And there's very few guys that have the resume that can walk in there and do it. But he does it in a way with humor, and he's self-deprecating yeah. throughout the broadcast. But your point about he's beholden to no one. He. All these other guys are paid for and approved by the networks and the league. Right, right, right. Peyton's just doing his thing in a sound booth. And for my money, I, I watched more Monday Night Football games last year on the Manning cast I did too. than I did on the actual team. Too many interviews, yep. but I, I like I know you didn't like yeah. all the interviews. Yeah. I, I like them if the game is not close. Sure, yeah, yeah. And and I have also said I can't watch a Browns game on the Manning cast because I watch differently when right, I watch sure. the Browns. And Eli but is under the radar really good too. Wicked funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wicked yeah. funny. Eli, What's your number two? I like Eli more than Peyton on that show, but I also love Eli. He's my favorite athlete of all time. That's why Peyton didn't make it. Number right. two, we're going to go what? college football. Whoa, 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 yeah, whoa, whoa. That can't, that can't go without being. Say, Hold on, Leroy. Go ahead, Leroy. What's up? I know. That's what I what? said. What? Favorite, favorite athlete of all time. I'm a Giants Manning. fan. He gave me two Super Bowls. He, look. Wow. That's a he best. best wow. He played quarterback. But Back. calling Eli an athlete is a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> I do think I could beat Eli uh, in a 40-yard dash. So he's right not now. an athlete. Well, which which furthers my point. <laughs> yeah. 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 Know, that is Favorite that, athlete? How about you call him your favorite football player uh, okay. or your favorite quarterback? But favorite athlete? Athlete. Yes. There you go. They're, they're yeah. wild. I say he's that. Yeah. Like, hey, man, don't let them let you get. Hey, man, don't let them let them move I'm just saying. Athlete. Wow. Athlete is a measurement of athletic ability, running, jumping, yeah, so, dexterity. Yeah. Eli's not an athlete. Listen, it is listen, another it is. day, another day for that argument. Number two. Right, number two, it's Kirk Herbstreit. He is my single favorite football Go analyst. Buck. He's so good at what he does on the college level. Amazon just poached him to be their color commentator You're for right. Thursday Night Football. And guess who they tagged him up with? Uh, you heard of the guy, Al Michaels, Al Michaels maybe. and Kirk Herbstreit. And then in response to that, ESPN gave him a contract extension. He's sure. the best football analyst in the game, college pro He's number two for me, and he'd be number one if number one in my mind wasn't solidified. I still like Ooh. Gary. Da I like Gary Danielson. I, 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 heard, I like Gary Danielson. Danielson is off the radar, but sneaky good. Gary yeah. Danielson is really good. Unbiased. I think Herb Street's a great choice. My my beef now becomes that he put golf on the list and not baseball. Like that's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah I haven't seen any baseball guys yet. We'll I'm talk about this 
after we get to number, <laughs> number one. All right, let's get to number one, and then we'll. And, but I know Tyvis loves Herb Street. Go Bucks. I've been. I, Herb Street's awesome. Yeah. I, I, uh, I'm a big. A, I'm, a, I'm definitely a big fan of Herb Street. He's. Like, I, 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 I love Daniel no too, but Herb Street's he, the best. You and know he's what? A, he's a great guy. Read too. his book too, yeah. by the way. His and he's book not afraid to criticize Ohio State. No, he's a fine mix. He's a fine mix of doing what he has to do to explain something, even being critical, but not overdoing it to where he's standing on his soapbox giving suggestions as to what should happen. And you almost you never know hear him I mean? say what I played or I once right. did. Like, I, doesn't take it there. By the way, if Eli Manning's not an athlete, getting back to that for a second, then no golfers besides Tiger Woods are athletes either. <laughs> well, that's... Golf is a skill. Yeah, it's, golf, yeah. Is, golf right. is a skill. It's not a sport. Yeah, okay. I'm with you on that. Okay, Ooh, number right. one. I can't wait to see... You haven't, I've got five names down here. You this haven't guy, mentioned any of them. No matter how we configure this list, would have been my number one. He's the best personality on the best sports show on TV, not us, Barkley. on real TV. Sure. Charles Barkley. Four-time Emmy winner for best studio analyst. Entertaining, confrontational. It is impossible to watch inside the NBA without leaving with a smile on your face. And Barkley's the best of the best. In Did my anybody opinion. see the clip, though, that went viral on social? They were doing a game in the playoffs from, from one of the arenas and one of the fans was giving him grief. Yeah, he turned around. And he and said, said yeah. shut up before I have to do your mother. Do yeah. something to your mother. <laughs> yeah, right. And I'm I like, anybody else that is a career-ending <laughs> injury, you are fired it. on the spot, I anybody else. Yeah. I, but you know what TBS did? <laughs> there goes Chuck again. <laughs> there goes Chuck. He's the best. But, but, yeah, I, but I will good. say this about Chuck and, and, and their crew is good. Ernie, he he oh. he he, he delegates. Yeah. Really He's the good. traffic Shaq, cop. Yeah, Shaq and Shaq and, his, and and this under underlying energy between Shaq and and Barkley, and Barkley is crazy. Their love and, hate relationship. And Kenny gives you the the a unique perspective from a point guard. That's Kenny's what, actually the best analyst yes, on that show. Yes. Yeah, is. but I think I think you're onto something. I think that is the best sports show on television, yes. bar none. No I don't doubt. even think there's a close second. It's embarrassing to me to watch ESPN and their NBA coverage because it is so bad compared to what TBS oh, does. Yeah. I wouldn't even want to be in the business of NBA broadcasting if I wasn't at TBS because everybody else looks so pale in comparison. Leroy, do you do you agree with Chuck as the top broadcaster, former athlete turned broadcaster? I do, I do, but but I think it, the whole dynamic of those four guys is what makes it. Like if you if you had Chuck without Charles or Chuck without Kenny, um, it would have a little bit of a different feel to it. No question. Um, they all complement each other really well. Um, you turn that on, you want to hear your basketball stuff mm -hmm. from Kenny, and you want to see Chuck and Shaq go at it. Yep. And at some point during every uh, broadcast, you gonna hear Chuck say, "You ain't got no rings." <laughs> That's exactly right. He always it? busts his chops. Yeah. I mean, it, right. it is such a great up. show. It's such my, a great show. I think show. my favorite show was the one where they kept interrupting Chuck. I mean, kept interrupting Shaq. He said, no, no, no. It's supposed to go one, two, three. Not one, three. Like, I need to get a turn. I'm like, wow. <laughs> Shaq, come on, Shaq. And it's a should, great dynamic. You should see how we do in our show. <laughs> yeah. It goes bull and then Jay. And then Jay, then bull. No, play. <laughs> Poor G. Bush is just watching tennis. Boom, boom. Hey, um, on, the, on the broadcaster front, because I know that we kind of all agree that that's the best show. I, I just yeah. 
I'm going to throw some other names out there, and I think we all have some. Just quickly, we don't have to comment on all of them. Pat Summerall, oh. to me, was the OG. Ugh, he was a he was a player, and then Talk wasn't an him. analyst. Talk to him. Homeboy was but he's play a play-by-play play play. guy, though, right? Yeah. He was play-by-play. Play. Play. And, by the way, for my money, the best ever to do it. Pass How many wrong. times did you just hear this? Troy Aikman. Emmett Smith. <laughs> that was his touchdown call. The best ever to do it in football. In football. Yeah. I mean, that you was know, it. You know what's Less funny about that? Wait, Crazy. What the, the funny thing about it is there's a few guys that, as kids, you knew the voice. Knew it. Yeah. Pat Summerall, Keith Jackson, Ooh. right? Um, it, it, there's certain guys you just know that when they do a game, it, it, like, you're going to enjoy the game. Yeah, you're right. And, and Pat Summerall was definitely one of those guys. I mean, I think the OG of getting big money had to be Madden, right? John Madden, no question, yeah, because of the video time. game. He, I like Dan Fouts a lot back in the Fouts day. Fouts was good. And Bob Trumpy. Like Frank him. Gifford. John Smoltz in baseball, yep. I think, is tremendous. I think he does a great job. I used to love Tim McCarver. And Peyton Manning is my number ah, one. Man, right now. I like Tim McCarver when really Dion got him. Yeah. <laughs> you remember yeah, that situation yeah. with Dion? Yes, I do remember that situation. Google <laughs> yes. it, kids. Tim, Tim McCarver, yeah. Deion Sanders. Yep. Get yeah. him up out of here. McCarver was great. Why in the world would he throw a fastball in that situation? <laughs> Always second guessing the pitch selection. So good, though. I miss I miss his call on the on the big World Series games. Yeah. Other names you guys want to throw any Keith out? Keith Hernandez, Keith Ron Hernandez Darling is good. Okay, is really good. Baseball. Tyvis. No, he named. Kurt he got, he was got Jackson. Yeah, number. Herbie's the dude. And Brett Musburger, so my, he never played. Yeah, none, remember so. Bob Trumpy? Remember Bob? Of Trumpy? course, yeah. Bob Trumpy. It would be yeah. Don Crickey and Bob Trumpy. They did the all games. the Browns games back in the day. Yeah. They, they, yeah. So who's your favorite? Before we go, uh, let you go here, Leroy, your number one favorite former athlete turned broadcaster to listen to. Um, I would say. You know what? I'm going to stay with, with, with football, and, and I'm going to probably say Collinsworth yeah. simply because I've seen him for so long, and there's something about a guy that, you know, can do it year after year after year because people grow tired of it. Sure. Right? You get tired of a guy that has an act, you know, and, and, and he's been able to do it. Um, for for so long that that yeah it's it's just I always enjoy watching games that he does. Um, That's a, it's a good it's I'm, a good I'm, call. I'm okay yeah. with Troy Aikman too, but it's a little different dynamic. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? It's like Troy, like it's almost like those two are having like a conversation, and and Joe Buck is kind of leading it with the opinions. Right. You know, right. Troy Aikman really doesn't give a lot of opinions, but he's really smart. Yeah, I think you're right. But I would That's go the one with Chris Collinsworth. No. Aikman isn't strong on on. He's not real critical. Doesn't no. offer a lot of right. Uh, where where Collinsworth like it's will. okay. Look, you know what? It's the 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 problem is is that we live in a society now. If you critical of somebody, you a hater. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know exactly. And yeah. so yeah. people try to avoid being critical. Yeah. Because they don't want it to mean they don't like the guy. Right. Yeah. And you're I'm like, so right. Hey, man, you're right. My whole life, I've had to be accountable. And then when I get done with football, we done with accountability? Yeah, you're right. We done? Right. Nah, we good. I'm going to put honorable mention. I received to get two catches. We good. 
But I, I left out one name. Honorable mention on my list, Leroy Horde. There you go. That's <laughs> honorable mention, brother. Hey. I think you're tremendous. Hey. You are tremendous as a broadcaster. Steve Lyons, Joe Garagiola, some baseball. Oh, wow, that's old thing. school. Joey G. Yeah. Hey, how old about school. Uh, uh, Walt Clyde Frazier? He used to do Nick games. Yeah. 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 I don't know if you loved his suits. Yeah, he was great. We gotta go. Um, hey, Leroy. Awesome catching up. You're you're with us now every every, every Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, that is such every great Wednesday. news for Cleveland sports fans. Every yeah. Wednesday on the Ultimate Cleveland We're Sports ready. Show. Leroy Horde, yeah, thanks so buddy. much for joining us. Girl, great to see you again, my friend. And drive the speed limit, right. damn it. <laughs> <laughs> We're taking a break. We're coming back with final takes on the other end of this. Stay with us. That boy, Leroy. It's everybody's favorite time of the show, not because we're going away, but because we get to give our final takes. Personal opinions, hot takes, yeah. bull, you're up. You know, I'm so obsessed with our new show that we are now starting. This is the start. Well, not yesterday. It was the start of the fourth week of the show. How obsessed am I with the ultimate Cleveland sports show? I'll give you two examples. Number one, on Monday, it was Memorial Day. I actually said to my wife, man, I wish we were doing a show today. I know Jay was out gallivanting on his fancy boat, doing whatever the hell he was doing. <laughs> but I was thinking, man, I wish we were doing a show. And then it got worse, took it to another level. I woke up last night in a cold sweat. Why? Because I was dreaming about the show. Yes, in my dream, Mike, Mikey McNuggets, our producer, was living in this building, which is kind of true. I think he does live he here. He was living in the building, except he was staying in a room. It was like a, it was kind of like a dorm room, but it would look more like a <laughs> hospital room. And that's where Mikey, and I walked in to see Mikey McNuggets crying in my dream. He was in his hospital room in this building and he was crying. And I said, Mike, what's going on? Why are you crying? And his answer to me in my dream was because Jay is going to do the entire show singing today and we have to get him to stop. <laughs> and I said, well, let's go talk to Jay about it. And then I woke up in a cold sweat. That's how much I love this show that I'm dreaming about it. You never have to worry about me singing on this show. That idea is being stricken down that is right so now. Bizarre. Jay will never sing the entire Ultimate it, Cleveland To the Sports point show. where it made him cry. <laughs> the whole show. So bizarre. Yeah. Things you'll never have to worry about for a thousand. Boy. That's it. G. That's Bush. Hey, man, I was... <laughs> Just thinking about that is, is so terrifying. I don't even got so like that, man. Uh, you know, I was in the I was in a grocery store, man. Shout out to uh, Giant Eagle, man. But uh, let me tell you about this, man. These people that be in these self checkouts, man, you gotta watch out for the new self checkout scam, bro. <laughs> the new self checkout scam is devastating. I was out there; it was just me myself. I was going out, say, man, I know I got me some fuel perks saved. I know I got me some. You know, I'll be saving them. I'll never redeem them at the cash register. You wanted to redeem $35? No, I don't want to redeem off the food. I pay for the food. I need the fuel perks. Gas is $15 a gallon right now. So I go through my thing. I'm scanning my stuff. I'm racking it up. And, and a nice old lady says, uh, sir, uh, yeah, I don't have a, a, a giant eagle card. And you know, to use the, the, the self-checkout, you got to have a card. So I said, oh, no problem. No problem. Let me go ahead and swipe you in. You get her points. No, well, well, I swiped, I swiped her in. My points were supposed to be intact. I go and check my stuff out, right? I go leave. She was fumbling around over there, still scanning her stuff. I said, man, let me, you know what? 
I'm gonna go ahead and leave here and give me a little gas and be cool. I don't even want to do it in the morning. You know how I be in the morning. I went, Man, I get to this gas pump. This is like five, ten minutes later. I get to this gas pump. You have zero fuel perks. Oh no. no. You have I said zero. I, <laughs> I tapped it. I tapped it. Do hey, hey, you 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 put my wrong stuff on there. You got the wrong card on there, bro. I just said I got zero fuel perks. It was like, no, sir, this is exact. <laughs> Please get out of here, too. <laughs> and do you have a mace? You have a mask, by the way, because we're going to go to mask like tomorrow. I said, you going to make me wear the mask and I lost my fuel perks. I said, what's going on here? And I remembered. I just flashed back, just instantly went back and it was boom. Remember that lady that was fumbling and you scanned your fuel perks? Got me. Got me. She got, she, I know she got a full tank of gas off that one. How did she get your fuel perks? Well, well listen. Uh, yeah, I don't know how that works. So, so when, when you scanning, so say for instance, when you when you go in, yeah. you can scan. Now remember, you can either use your fuel perks to pay for groceries. Oh, she oh. used your existing points Yo. to pay for her groceries. Oh, yeah. Oh, gee, oh, oh, You see how that it, is it a all, rookie mistake. It all came oh, together. My God. All, see how it's coming together? And I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna go to the gas station. The gas station right by the get go. You know, it's the same thing. Yeah. She was like, hold on. I can take this amount of money. Oh. <gasps> Old girls Boop. eating Twinkies on oh, your points. Oh, she was listening. Wow. She was. I was like, she taking real long to scan them groceries. <laughs> you should have wow. You got taken. Wow. Always watch out for the giant eagle swipe, swiper, no swiping. You know what though? Your karma credit card mm. got some good points yeah. put onto it. Hey man, you know that. You know she. That's she true. got it. She, maybe I don't she, have a giant. Maybe, maybe she needed it more oh, than I do. Oh, you need one, boy. I, I maybe she shop needed in it. Or whole, or Man, whole I'm food. telling you, you can save some dough on gas. And now, I use now my it's credit card. Yeah. Of my credit card, we, right. I, we get like points. You can do that, that too. I but the, 50, I'm telling you, Giant Eagle, Giant Eagle fuel perks are—they're the real deal. Doesn't now. Costco have cheaper gas too? Of your Costco member? I don't know. I, I got Costco. I have because I'm not buying Costco. Yet. There's not one near me. Use my, I gotta. I'm Always glad you brought that up because I'm definitely uh, Costco gas. Try. All right, Tyvis Powell, you're on the clock, brother. Well, I've been on this show. This is like my fourth time being on this show, and I. I'm remiss because I haven't spoken about my wife and my kids. Mm. You know, Ooh. obviously I had a kid on May the 3rd of 2022. Yeah. Now second daughter, Milani Joe Powell, and I already had a daughter named Leiliana Marie Powell. But I just want to take the time to say thank you to my wife for allowing me to even take this show and be a part of this show and be a, amongst these great guys. Um, going through pregnancy, obviously I'd never be able to go through pregnancy, but I watched you do it and I watched you deal with you know, your body changing, your back constantly hurting, and you never complained about anything. You took it like a soldier because you seen that it was something that was inside of you that you love and it was much more important than yourself. And for that, I respect you and I love you so much. And it was the best decision I ever made in my life was making you my wife. Wow. And I appreciate you for giving me two beautiful kids and blessing me with a beautiful family. So I love you, baby. Thank you, Lauren. Love you to the moon and back. That's my favorite final take yeah, right well there. Done. You're the That's messed, my favorite. And you're he the, just got a lot of perk points you're at the, home. You done messed it up for me. Yeah, babe. Uh, yeah. I got you next All week. All of us. Yeah, I love got you, honey. you next we week. <laughs> the final take. I'm going to get you. Yeah. Yikes. No. Hey, Good listen. Good uh, And let, let me echo all of our sentiments. We're blessed to have you on our show. We found you to be uh, a tremendous human being. Um, your takes are hot and, re and right on. Thank you. And I think that um, 
I, I, we're lucky to have you. Thank you. I and, appreciate it. And your family that. is lucky to have you. I appreciate you. it. I said to somebody so. recently that uh, I, I don't know how long we'll have him because somebody's going to scoop him up. <laughs> yeah, Ty, I don't know yeah, about yeah, all that. And, 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 and uh, by the way, you know, doing this show is a commitment for all of us. Yeah. But it's different for you. It is. You're getting in your car two hours. and you're driving two plus hours from C-Bus. Hey, but you know what? It's the to best do this drive. show. I get to see y'all, man. And we just have yes, so right. much fun. Well, we're right. glad you do man. it. That's right. And we hope you never tire of it because we love having <laughs> you on this show. All right. So my whole final take is centered upon a simple premise. Live in the moment. Since the advent of these, we've all forgotten that. And I'm, I brought as Exhibit A uh, a picture. And, you know, they say pictures are worth a thousand words. McNuggets, Stevie, if I can see that first picture, I want you to look at this picture. It's amazing, yeah. Everybody in that picture except one person is watching Tiger Woods golf swing at the PGA Championship on their phones. Look at them. Every person that you see in that photo has their phone out except for Mark, who's living in the moment, holding a Michelob Ultra. <laughs> and here's, here's my proof that good things can happen to you if you live in the moment. Roll this, this a 15-second commercial done by Michelob Ultra. Joy is living in the moment. Take it from the Mick Ultra guy. That's awesome. 15-second commercial. He's got an endorsement because he was living in the moment. I always, I always chuckle when I see people at big events experiencing the moment of those events on a two by five inch screen. Blows my mind. How many times, I always see people shooting fireworks with their phones. Or at a concert, what is the point? How many times <laughs> oh. do you go home and watch the fireworks yeah, none. on that screen because they suck on there, but they're awesome in real life. Yeah. This weekend, I saw a family of four having lunch by, by the pool. There was two young kids and a mother and a father. I, I witnessed them for about a half hour. The husband and the wife, the mother and the father, spent the entire half hour I was there, mm -hmm. both of them glued to their phones. No, no conversation between one or another, while the two young kids who did not have devices were living in the moment, laughing, smiling, having fun. And it made my heart bleed because the parents weren't present. They weren't. They were in their own little universe, on their phone, while their kids were making the most out of life without a phone in their hand. We've all become, and I'm just as guilty, trust me, we've all become slaves to this. I try every day to spend less time looking at my phone and living life in the moment, particularly when you're around family and loved ones and friends. The Great memories point. are locked in there. Yeah. They're not going to go away. You don't need to put them on a phone so you can see them again. So live in the moment as much as you possibly can, particularly when you're around your loved ones, because as we've seen way too many times, no one is immune from having it all come to an end at a screeching halt without warning. So enjoy. Yeah, in my house, we do no phones at the table. That's when a we're eating. smart rule. And I I've it. started, like when we go out to dinner now, because we just started going out to dinner in the last month. I don't even bring my phone with me. Yeah, it's unless very I'm expecting expecting something important call, but that's or very keep rare. it in your pocket in case there's an uh, but emergency. But a lot of times call. I don't even want to bring it with me because yeah. I'll, I'll have a if it's with you, you have a tendency to just look that's at a, it in, a, in a down moment. You're right, and you got to spend. You know, I feel bad sometimes. I'm 
you know, someone's at home, I'm, we all, we're working at home. Sure, right? never stop. And I don't want it like, my son's like, Daddy, can we do this? And sometimes I'm like, oh, I just want to sit in front of the computer. But I'm like, I make it a point, even yeah. at times when I don't want to play with them. Be present. To be present as much as I That's can. That's why, Ty, I, love, I didn't know what your final take was. You yeah. tell you the truth, but, I didn't know what my final take was but, about five minutes ago. Well, <laughs> you, you couldn't have made a better choice. Yeah. And I'm glad that that message came before mine because I have no doubt in my mind that you are going to be the all-pro father that you were as a player mm. and that you are as a person. Thank you. I and that. I don't think we can hear that message resonate enough. It's examples that we all can set individually. When you have children, it's the most important commitment you make in your life. Jobs come and go. Sometimes your spouse comes and goes, but your kids are there forever, and you've got to be present with them. And I love to hear you say that they're such a big part of your life yeah. you wanted to shout them out. They're lucky to have you. We're done. Uh, we're back tomorrow, 11 a.m. Eastern time, on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Aditi's back, which we love. She's here every Tuesday and Thursday. Brown's best roster. We're going to ask if this current Browns team is the best one they've had ever? That's part one and part two. You'll find out part two tomorrow. Okay, because, um, you know, once upon a time in the Jim Brown era, we had a pretty damn good roster. <laughs> that wasn't what the they question were playing was against supposed plumbers. to be, but now Come we could it up. <laughs> I, I love when you say that. They all did have jobs in the offseason yeah. back then, but that didn't make them any less fierce. They were warriors. Out of time. Back tomorrow at 1. Have a great day. Enjoy this beautiful weather. It's supposed to rain later, so get out and enjoy it while you can. We'll see you tomorrow at 1. No rain. I got a game tonight. Yes, and good luck in your game Damn. tonight. Good luck. good luck in your game. Going for two wins in a row. Yeah, we'll go. get it. Let's get it.